Hello and welcome back to Off Point. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ace and with me is CJ. So, let's see what we got. We want to get into on this episode. Episode 4. Um, 3. Episode 3. I'm yeah. getting ahead of myself. We had it in, I don't know why it feels like 4. Um, so, episode 3. Uh, let's see, we're going to get into some things here today. But first, I just want to say that I'm pretty comfortable in this new chair. <laughs> so, uh, the last couple episodes, I've been in a foldable chair that uh, squeaked, which was annoying. <laughs> and it got very uncomfortable. So, while I'm sitting, I'm trying to do our podcast. I'm getting uncomfortable. So, then I would move to readjust. And as I readjust, then the chair starts to yeah. make a bunch of squeaks and stuff. And then I'm thinking, this is going to be in the podcast. I know it is. So now I'm like trying not to move. And then I'm getting uncomfortable again. So it's like I'm trying to, now I've got to be uncomfortable just not to get the squeak. And then I can only handle it for so long. And then I have to move. And then you start hearing the squeak again. But anyway, got this new chair. It's nice and comfy. Um, no squeaks. Same as mine. Yes. We have identical chairs, matching chairs. Starting to get a little uniformity going on here. Um, just working with what we got, right? Yeah. That's it. Working with what we got. Um, so what? Who cares? Right? And a um, little bit of a new layout on the desk. A little weight. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little added touch here. I like it. Some X's and O's. Um, little sports okay. theme. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I think it looks good. So what we're looking to get into is coming up in the podcast. We'll be talking about um, Tiger Woods, who is recently in a car accident. Uh, some Buckeye basketball. At least uh, that's from my end. Uh, maybe some new recruits for the football. Buckeye football. Um, what else do we have? Well, speaking of Buckeye football, I've got the, Buc- the Buckeyes 2021 football schedule up here and a little more on the SCF, fan controlled football. Okay. Cool. Well, let's, uh, let's get into it. So, Tiger Woods, um, almost a week ago, was in a car accident. And uh, that was in L.A. Um, apparently, it was a pretty, uh, pretty bad, pretty bad accident. So you know there was major damage done to his vehicle, um, and he was the only one in the car. So that's good. I mean, I guess yeah, I guess that's a good thing. At least there was nobody in there. Um, they actually had to use the jaws of life mm-hmm. to you know, cut through the vehicle, get him out of there. Uh, he was taken to the to Harbor UCLA Medical Center, and he had multiple leg injuries. So, mm-hmm. obviously, there was surgery required. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, he underwent some of that surgery. Um, also, probably, toward, you know, afterwards. So, at this point, um, I read that he's doing well and hopes to get back to golf. Yeah. Those uh, masters are up in a few weeks. Yeah. So, 
I don't know what the extent of the leg injuries were, mm -hmm. um, how extensive the surgery was. Um, I mean, he may not get back to golf for for a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know if he'll be playing anytime soon. So. Yeah, and. From what I've heard about it, that that road right there, it's like right where you're coming up on a hill, so you're accelerating to get up that hill. And there's been so many accidents right there in that same area. Multiple people have gotten in accidents right there. There's so he's just another victim to that. Yeah, to that's, that hill. Yeah, that's sad. Um, un you know, it's unfortunate that you know there are some areas like that. I mean, there's there's uh, some. Um, intersections and in similar situations here in our own hometown mm -hmm. where they've had to either um, put in a stoplight or a stop sign um, something to help minimize vehicle yeah. accidents um, and I, I tell you what I'm actually waiting for an accident to happen at an intersection over at um, in our, our mall area that used to be a functioning uh, light, like, yeah. you know, yellow, green, red. Now it's just a flashing red light. It seemed like they would always have, like, a power outage would go, would happen, and then um, there's always issues with the light. So I think, mm -hmm. I don't know if they just decided, hey, we'll just make this a flashing red light instead of making it a fully operational yeah. light. I mean, that's basically a stop sign at that but point. But, yeah, at... It's a four-way, and that each four-way is is two two lanes. So you could potentially have, well, actually more than that. I think there's three lanes. Mm -hmm. I think there's two lanes going like east and west, and then like north and south. You have like three because there's like a, a straight. You can go straight yeah. or turn right, um, and one you can in it or you can turn left. And you get the that filled with car. If it gets busy, I mean, there's a lot of people that just don't pay attention. Somebody wants to go out of turn. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know how anybody's made it unscathed in that yeah. intersection so far, to be quite honest. Yeah, that that is a rough area right there. And right. Well, to add on the Tiger Woods thing here. Um, so the players have been dressing in mm -hmm. similar attire mm -hmm. that that Tigers w would wear. I believe uh, just to kind of most, if not all, golfers today wore red in honor yeah. of Tiger. Yep. And um, I believe the when they were rescuing Tiger, they were able to salvage his signature hat, which was on the passenger seat. Oh, okay. So you know, at least his hat's okay. <laughs> I mean, his hat's okay. I mean, I mean, imagine if that thing gotten destroyed in the crash. I mean, yeah, it's just an object. But once Tiger gets back to golf, that may maybe something that throws him off completely out, and he's just not the same after. Well, we know how superstitious athletes can be, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You got your yeah. your lucky underwear, <laughs> or your your lucky socks, mm -hmm. or your lucky hat. Well, I think with Antonio Brown, it was his helmet. He kept. He wants the same helmet. Doesn't want to change it. So they just redesign it. They do. They paint over. I believe it. I believe. I don't know this hundred percent for a fact. I believe it's the same one he's worn since college. That's amazing. He took it to the NFL. I believe. 
got it painted over, went to the Steelers. So I had it painted in the Steelers design, then went over to um, Oakland after he left, got that redesigned, then left Oakland to the Patriots, got that redesigned, got fired from the Patriots, came over to the Buccaneers, <laughs> got it redesigned. It's, yeah. That. Well, at what point it, does exactly. is it too much paint? Yeah. You, does it really? start to chip? Just, I think part of his thing with it is that they may not make that helmet anymore. Like, I know there were problems with it in o- Oakland, I think. I About it not that. being, like, the normal helmet that they prefer. Right. Because it's not, like, fully up to code. Or it's up to code enough for him to be allowed to use it on the field. Right. But not to the point where the Raiders would have liked it. And I believe that issue kind of carried on to New England, but it wasn't as big. And, yeah, I mean... I mean, if you, you go out there and you watch the Packers play, Aaron Rodgers has, like, an old helmet no. <laughs> on compared to all these new players. He had, like, the brand-new design from, like, a couple years ago. And then, because I think the new design is kind of uh, a little more aerodynamic where yeah. the older one that Rodgers wears is, like, almost like a classic football helmet, like the, like, circle mm-hmm. one kind of designed around it, like the globe. Yeah. <laughs> all, where all the others are, are a little more, like, aerodynamic looking. So it's kind of... So it looks kind of funny seeing Rogers next to all the other guys' helmets. Yeah, it's nice to see somebody sticking to some old classic stuff like that. I mean, as far as padding and things like mm-hmm. that, I mean, you could always add that into mm-hmm. into the helmet. Yeah, and I think Brady kept his old helmet for a while until he just was like, you know what, enough's enough. I'll I'll go with the <laughs> new one, protect myself. And I mean. Not that he really ever needed that protection. I mean, the guy barely gets hit. Yeah, he always seems to be surrounded by probably, a good offense. Part of the reason he's still around. Probably. It's just kind of weird to me that that all these new different helmet designs, safer designs to come out, and they're still allowing players to wear like the old, outdated ones like aren't safe at all. Right. I mean, right. safer than nothing. No, it's but, definitely better than nothing. But... You think that at some point you'd be like, "All right, it's time for an upgrade. We want to protect you." That they're if they've been around long enough to have such an outdated helmet, <laughs> then they're at the point where they need the most protection. <laughs> I'd have to agree with that. Well, and speaking of some surgeries and Tom Brady, um, I think he underwent mm-hmm. uh, a knee surgery. Yeah. So, see if that'll affect him next season. Doubt yeah, it. Oh, I just. Probably giving him a bionic leg. <laughs> He's going to keep this guy around some more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tom Brady will probably just have his like like when he, once he gets too old to play, he'll probably have his memory downloads like a, a robot body and <laughs> go out there and play the literal man of steel out on the field. Out there, that'd be. I mean, I don't think the NFL could allow that. <laughs> Tom Brady forever. All right. <laughs> I mean, that'd be, I think I'd be a little bit out there for the NFL, because that's like asking for an injury when you hit them, made out of steel and stuff. So in 21-21, Tom Brady will still be a quarterback, but in the form of a a robot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that he will, and... It'll have his head encased in that old glass thing (laughs) that connects to this robot body. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's um, seeing. Uh, he's been around in the league for about twenty years, and he's won seven trophies. So, think of how many he could win in a hundred. I don't even want to think about it. I mean, that's a lot of Super Bowl trophies to be tossing around on boats. A lot. I don't just think he can just keep rotating through each team. Mm-hmm. Every NFL team will want a few Super Bowls by then. <laughs> All right, everybody, I'm going to get every team at least six Super Bowls. Now that, that is a goal. That is a life goal right there. Take every NFL team to the Super Bowl. Every single one. I feel like I'd almost make football a little bit boring. Brady's on the Browns now. They're going to go and win a Super Bowl. Well, you admit, well for every team, you just wait like, well, as soon as Tom Brady... Gets on on our team. Yeah, but you gotta think then. Super Bowls. Then once he leaves, <laughs> then, yeah, then what is it? I mean, imagine that after Tom Brady leaves a team, that tre- that team's still fighting to keep him. Mm-hmm. All the other teams in the NFL are like, "Hey, come here, join us." I mean, Tom Brady will really be able to pick what team he goes to. You got your six Super Bowls. It's our turn. <laughs> yeah. That that'd be a little bit interesting. I think for sure. I mean, Tom. Tom Brady's still one of the best. Yep. I mean, That's for sure. Definitely a goat. Mm-hmm. Definitely a goat. Mm-hmm. Greatest of all time. Now, speaking of that, later in his career, I mean, I've mentioned this before about him maybe, just maybe going to the fan control football league and up there, a little more relaxed, a little more appropriate for his age and Senior after guy. a few more years. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him hear you say that. <laughs> yeah and it doesn't I mean it seems to be pretty laid back maybe too laid back for Brady yeah maybe I mean I mean, it looks like they only have th- a three week season oh that's short I didn't enough. yeah I three weeks that's not many in well there's only four teams you gotta think you could three you can weeks play each still, team yeah. twice and get twice as many games yeah I don't know why it's so short. It's like seven, seven, eight games or something. Seven games, or you can play one team three times. Play eight. I think that's how. I'm sure that's that got to work. expand. Oh, it will, and it's got to expand. It will, and I mean, the fans are really liking this, and they're making enough money off of it. I think that they will come back next year with more teams, two more, four more, six more. Well, the more the merrier, right? Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, think about it. This thing just keeps growing and growing. They may have 32 teams by, like, 2030. I mean, that. That's yeah. as many teams as the NFL has. Oh, yeah. And I'm still interested in... in, in I mean, I've got to find out when and where to watch this thing, because I kind of like to see it. Just Twitch is their partner, which Twitch originally started as a streaming service, and now... Some sports and other things are now using Twitch almost like a TV provider. Like Impact Wrestling is streaming on Twitch. And that is what the FCFL is putting their games on. Yeah, that's wild to me how how much streaming Which services might be. have just kind of grown. Well, it's not really... even a streaming service. It was kind of like YouTube, but just for gaming and was always live streams is what it was. Oh, yeah, Twitch. Yeah. yeah. It, talking about Twitch. I mean, like and, streaming services I mean, that's in general. 
I mean, that just started as like just video games, and now you have wrestling and football in there. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe because we have kind of mentioned it is kind of like a real life Madden. That yeah. maybe, maybe Twitch is more of a more of an appropriate platform for it. Maybe they I can see that are able to set things okay. up right. It's where, like, maybe Twitch can do something that a TV channel can't for it. And for it being such, you know, a three, well, I mean, I don't know. For being three weeks, maybe it's just not enough to really pick it up. Mm-hmm. This would probably be a good start place for it, too. Just kind of see how um, the public takes it, you know, the viewers. Mm-hmm. And see how much, you know, traction this thing will get. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely be interesting yeah. to, to see the following years Hearing the where this goes. The the names even seem to be a... A little different. I mean, well, I remember the, one of them because the, it's got my name in it. The Wild Aces, yeah. and then you have the Beast. I might, I might have to root for them just because. <laughs> yeah, the Zappers and the Glacier Boys. The Glacier Boys. I mean, who came up with these names? Yeah, I don't know. These that don't sound like, like a, that sounds like an eighties, eighties <laughs> pop band. The Glacier yeah. Boys. The Zappers. The Zappers. I mean, I mean, I won't. Oh, that sounds like a like a superhero group. The zappers. Yeah, like yeah, the... it sounds like a uh, like a bug zapper. What I think <laughs> yeah. of when I hear zappers. Yeah. Is that their logo? The bug zapper. I don't know if it is. <laughs> and the beasts. I mean, I can at least see that one. Beast. The beast. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That sounds. At least yeah, that one is. sounds. And they are the. They are the third straight new football league to come up in the past few years. 2019, the AAF mm-hmm. came. Right. Really crashed and burned, and it wasn't even their fault. It was the NFL's fault. They would not supply them with the players mm. that they needed because they had a contract set out to where they could use players in free agency and off-practice squads and stuff. Yeah. NFL just stopped letting them get what they needed, mm. so they crashed and burned. And then the XFL come, comes out next year, and I, I think we'd still be seeing XFL today if it wasn't for the fact of COVID. I think that's what really got in the way because yeah, well, it was sure. it, it season was like it was about midway through their season when COVID came in, canceled things. Mm-hmm. So, and now The Rock now owns the XFL. And well, with it being in the Rock hand, the Rock's hand. Maybe like everything else that that guy has done, you know, almost turns to gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, I mean, uh, I don't think the guy he, fails. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think he accepts it. <laughs> Failure is mm-hmm. not an option. No, not not with the rock. No, not with the rock. He he can't let something fail. It's just <laughs> it's not in his DNA. <laughs> and. Oh, now he has a new show, mm-hmm. Young, Young Rock. Rock, which will be interesting. Yeah, it'll probably run twelve seasons. Yeah, and <laughs> well, here's my thing: I feel like Vince McMahon, owner of, owner and CEO of WWE, will try and have that show canceled because they've casted Vince McMahon for it, and he'll probably feel insulted by the way he's portrayed. <laughs> like, no, cancel that show, Rock. You're fired. <laughs> I don't even work for you anymore. Yeah. You- he doesn't have a say in anything. No, not anymore. But yeah, I mean, Rock now owns the XFL with his ex-wife and 
another businessman, but it's mainly The Rock and his ex-wife running it. Danny Garcia. I think it'd be interesting, because they're set to come back in 2022, hoping that that's, that COVID and all those restrictions are over. Well, kudos to The Rock for going in a partnership with his ex-wife. That... Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she's been his business partner since since they were married. I think that's. So I'm the, wondering if their divorce was like a a mutual, if they, a mutual thing. They work better when they're not together. Maybe, yeah. You just kind of realize, you For know, we're reasons. we're better off friends than mm-hmm. we're better off business partners than life partners. Right. Yeah. There's that and The Rock, unlike Vince. However, Vince didn't have the chance has run into some troubles with the NFL and logos. Hmm. For example, the Houston Roughnecks logo resembles the former Houston Oilers logo too much. And then there... So then The Rock was like, all right, you know what? We'll use the secondary logo for that team. And now the Patriots are coming in saying that looks too much like our logo. Yeah, Well, you know what? In my opinion, I think there's enough designs... And and symbols of other things that mm-hmm. can be used that doesn't even have to remotely resemble anything that mm-hmm. is on an NFL helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, but I feel like with a name such as the Roughnecks, you do have more of a limited, a limited selection compared to like the Cowboys. The name like the Cowboys does, they can have yeah. so many different variants compared to Roughnecks. Really has to refer to a Roughneck, which is what which is basically another name for an oiler. So, there's that. You can just have a picture of a bean-looking dude on it or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can. But I feel like that's basically what this other one that the Patriots are coming out for was. Like a roughneck with mm-hmm. somebody that's almost got a, uh, like like a Clint, Le- yeah. Clint Eastwood type of look. Mm-hmm. You know, Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that would be interesting. Speaking of interesting, um, Buckeye basketball is here. Buckeye basketball. Started out good, they were playing good, and now, I don't know. Yeah, they have a, uh, a three-loss losing streak, so I don't know. They were they were hot. They were doing well. They were they didn't seem to be to, to have any problems. Um, you know, winning those games mm-hmm. and until they faced Michigan. Mm-hmm. Which you gotta hand it to Michigan. They're they're a good team. They're a really good they team. They are a basketball school. Um I mean they're they're up there with yeah. who is it, Gonzaga? Gonzaga. Who I think is still undefeated. Still the running a perfect season right now in, in basketball. Yeah. It, 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 this point in the season, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to go of. undefeated in college football or even professional football, but in basketball, really any state of basketball, right, is hard because you play so many games. And to add to that point is my frustration, and because I I'm such a huge football fan, mm-hmm. especially the Buckeyes. Limited games, you I only afford to love lose them. once. You you get you adapt. So if you're not like a big basketball, mm-hmm. I'm not a big basketball watcher, uh, but I, I will always. Yeah, root, root I'd much Ohio rather State. play. Um, so I'm so big on football. 
that I'm so used to you don't lose. Mm-hmm. You you lose one. I mean, y- your hopes are still mm-hmm. kind of alive. Mm-hmm. But and then and Ohio mm-hmm. State is such a winning program mm-hmm. that, that you are. when you lose you kind of are salty about it. like you don't handle it very well mm-hmm. and and it and for me you know puts me in a in a, a piss poor mood you know I'm I'm just kind of I'm just down you know mm-hmm. I'm down it's like it, it it eats at me for a little while I mean I get over it it's mm-hmm. just a game I realize that there's always another game yeah, but there's just, always another season but man that's just part of being a fan it is that is a huge part of being a fan you know you know very... i mean if if you don't get mad in any way when your team loses you're not a fan you're not a fan no 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 way i mean i mean i guess maybe unless you're like a Rutgers fan where it's like well another loss that's just another game for us <laughs> another game <laughs> yeah. another loss oh i'm still it i'm sure it's still a little heartbreaking just to see your team yeah but once um, you get used to it, it's probably a little bit easier Right, but not something like, I can see with the like, Buckeyes. Like I can handle it with the Browns. Mm-hmm. That's, anymore. That's changing too. But that, that that's is a, that's, that's a topic for another day. That's changing. I mean, really, the landscape of most sports right now, things are changing. Like a few years ago, the Lakers weren't that team, and then mm-hmm. this past year, they go and win the NBA championship. Um. Past, well, really before the CFP, Clemson really wasn't up there. Mm-hmm. Like like they are now, and now they come in. They're like one of those big teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the Browns just a few years ago had an zero and sixteen season. Now they made it to the playoffs and beat their arch rival twice in a row. Right. So I, I really think the landscape in most sports is changing. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then just kind of back to my point, like what I was getting to, is that you get so used to how every game means something in football so it seems like every game there's something like now basketball it's like you can have multiple losses you can but when i watch the game or if i can't watch the game and i'm and i'm just seeing the scores Mm -hmm. the live scores and i'm seeing them not do well or end up losing by the end of it i'm just like well that's it i mean it's it's like i'm ready to throw my hands up like gosh darn you buckeyes and it is just it it just it hits hard every loss and i'm still trying you know i'm trying to adjust um here with the the holtman era mm-hmm. um yeah, so like that, like when they lost to michigan state um they were they were handling they they maintained a lead mm-hmm. throughout like the whole second half, and it wasn't until like the last somewhere late, like the last yeah, last three-ish, four-ish minutes, that like I, I don't know, Michigan State just turned things around, mm-hmm. you know, and they lost it, they blew it, they yeah. blew it. It's like I mean I, that's frustrating to me because you think okay they have control of this game, and no, I mean anything can happen. And you know what? By golly, if it didn't happen again when they played Iowa, um, was that earlier today, right? Yeah. Yeah, earlier today they played Iowa, and they were getting hand, you know, they were getting getting licked there in the mm-hmm. first half. They were down by 14 at the half. Came in the second half, actually made a 14 to six run mm-hmm. or something like that. 
And I thought, okay, you know, they're going to come back in the second half and they're going to make this run. And then they kind of kept it within, um, you know, uh, three, four buckets. And next thing I know, there's there's Iowa blowing them out of the freaking water to end that game. Um, I think the final was... Like seven seventy six, no seventy three to fifty seven. So wow. they took a lashing. Yeah, and that, it was so hard because, I mean, that's an upset. The Buckeyes ranked four, and Iowa in college, college wise, what ruins basketball for me is that you play so many more games, so you can afford to lose so many more games, and then there is like sixty eight teams I think that get in. Or have a chance in the tournament, mm-hmm. where in football you play about about thirteen games before selection day to get into the the playoff the tournament, and only four teams get in. Significantly less games, significantly right. less less teams get in. Yeah. Of course, there's the bowl games, but let's face it, the bowl games mean nothing now. They don't. No. I mean, unless you're a, a smaller school. Then they mean something because, oh, yeah, we're here. But when you're a program like Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson now, yeah, or even right now Notre Dame, that means nothing. Like, so what? You're in a bowl game. Like, so what? We're here. Yeah, it's just a bonus game. That's what they are. They're bonus games. They're not in the CFP. They're just I mean, basically. I mean, at this point, game. I say, at this point with that, I say just get rid of every bowl game except the Rose Bowl and convert the Rose Bowl to the championship game. So not only are you national not only are you Rose Bowl champions, but you're national champions. I think that'll give so much more to the one bowl game that definitely deserves it. Right. Well, um we're gonna take a short break and uh we'll return after this. all right well we're back and we'll uh, continue on here so next up got some buckeye recruits mm-hmm. we got some buckeye football got some recruiting going on some uh, big time recruiting going on and I'm excited because Ohio State is pulling in some major phenomenal looking players and I'm not just I mean we're talking in in, in multiple categories receiver running back quarterback all um, on the board yeah I mean, I mean that's just the offense, and I think they're grabbing guys on the other side of the ball too. Mm-hmm. Far and they could probably use them too. <laughs> so, defense but too. just to go over three of them that I'm looking forward to seeing, and obviously it's it's on the offensive side here. So for the running back, looks like they picked up Travion Henderson, mm-hmm. which just looks outstanding. I've actually saw footage of that guy; amazing. And then there's uh, Kyle McCord for the quarterback. Yeah. And we've talked about him. This, uh, this I've watched him, uh, his high school footage. 
and he looks and he looks like he looks like a little Tom Brady. Yeah, he, he does. Just his 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 style, um, his movement on mm-hmm. the field, it's it, it's amazing. And if he performs anything like what I saw in his high school footage, we just we got another good quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. and and their wide receiver. I think it's Keon Grace, maybe how you pronounce that. Four-star wide receiver. Um, okay, we're going to have just committed. the wide receiver locker room next season. I mean, yeah. At this point, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, I say Alabama really, for the most part, had it this season. It's Ohio State this coming season. Well, I hope that's all proven on the field, too. It's going to be exciting things. Oh, be Bama's losing their watch. top two. Really we're keeping our top two. Right, yeah. And we're just getting more. I mean, at this point, I'm pretty sure we can put the punter as quarterback, and as long as they can, as long as that ball can save a few yards, we can, we can pull it in, score off of that. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to this season. Um, you know, made it all the way to the big game, which was it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, nice little uh, payback there on Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game looked so good that you just thought that. Going into yeah. the national championship, it really game. made up for not for not um, being able to play the game this year against that team up north. Yeah, not only playing Clemson and having that chance for revenge, but mm-hmm. also getting that revenge on them. Yeah, kind of made up for not being able to play. Yeah, it really felt good. Uh, it's just too bad they couldn't. They weren't able to do more. In the national championship game, it, that, was, that hurt. It did. And I just don't know what happened. And in my opinion, I feel like it was a mental fatigue thing. And then I just think was it out. obviously it played more on the Buckeyes than Alabama. Mm-hmm. I give it up to their coach Nick, Nick Saban. Saban. He's a good. He's a really good coach. He had his guys just prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, Which. People used to call him the the Bill Belichick of the college of football. Cultural, but I think after this season, no. Bill Belichick was the Nick Saban of the, the NFL. Because <laughs> if Bill Belichick was that good with a quarterback as good as Cam Newton, they should have been able to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, I feel so like I don't think it. I don't think it's Belichick. Yeah, I feel at all. like the the Patriots. Man, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it's is it the coaching. Was it, was it Cam? I mean, I'm not taking anything away from from Rilichek. He's a good coach, but I don't mm-hmm. think he was that coach that everybody thought he was. Well, if there's one thing that Nick Saban does, is that it doesn't matter who, who the next guy up is, because mm-hmm. um, yeah. that he's always going to coach. It doesn't matter what players a he has. Really good team, yeah. He's always going to coach a, a good staff. team. They're going to do something great, and he's shown that time and time again. The consistency that he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can take a crappy team with a crappy co- coaching staff and give him a heck of a season. Oh yeah, I believe that he could. But I think what it all all you know stems back to is it's going to be recruiting. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that that's so huge in college football. But what makes a good coach is that when you can take slightly less mm-hmm. talent, and two three two three stars, yeah, and then. Make them look like 
they were a four or a five. Mm-hmm. Now that's amazing which, to me. Which is something that Ohio State and I believe Clemson both also do, but oh, Nick Saban, well capable of Nick Saban can really and, do. Hmm. Like on his own, he can really do just about anybody. Like take the crappiest player and turn him into like, uh, like three, four, five, <laughs> star. For Ohio State Clemson, it's really the program that turns him in, that turns the player into such a good star. Then I mean, ah, but. I mean, all these top schools have good brotherhoods, but I don't think any of them stick out as much as Ohio State's brotherhood. At least from our, I think at least from our perspective, because we're such big Ohio State fans, we were, that? I, I, I can't tell you what kind of uh, uh, what's the word? Maybe brotherhood, yeah. I guess you can call it, or you know, that goes inside the locker rooms of other universities. Yeah. You know, what, what type of kinship do these guys have well, amongst themselves? Yeah, well, I'm just going based off of looking at the NFL. It's rare. You see a report on, like, two two or more Alabama, like, former Alabama players just really get along, and they're on two opposing teams or nothing like Ohio State. Like, Ohio State, when Dwayne, or when, um, wow, while Dwayne Haskins was in Washington, he and Cardell Jones entered the XFL and got drafted to the D.C. Defenders, Dwayne offered him to stay at his place just because he's a Buckeye. He never really met the guy. He didn't really know him very well. <laughs> Invite him there just because he's a Buckeye. And Joe Burrow's injury earlier this year against the against that team, the Washington Redskins, or the football team now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happened? The three Buckeyes on that opposing team went up to Joe before they wheeled him out. And made sure he was okay. And of course, Joe also has some former Buckeyes. But I also got to think Joe is kind of like a special situation. He wasn't always a Buckeye. He was a Tiger for there for his last couple of years too. Yeah, well, it does seem that Ohio State has they they've got something special, you know, up there amongst those guys. They really do come together and. And look after another one another. I mean, they just they become so so tight knit. I think and it's just the the culture, the Buckeye culture there is. I think it's Ohio too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I just know that. But the, yeah, like the culture there is just it's unbelievable. And and I don't I don't see everybody's interviews after um, after the games. But when you see a, a Buckeye. They bring up brotherhood mm-hmm. a lot. They do, you know, and and and, I, and how much they they just want to do the you know do what they do for the team for our brotherhood. And you just you hear that, and then you you see it, you see it on the field. And to me, I think that's important. I think a lot of it has to do with the coaching there, because again, maybe because we're Buckeye fans, but I feel like very few, if any, other schools really have such a great, such a historic coaching history like Ohio State. Right. I mean, Alabama's had Nick Saban. He's without a doubt their best. Oh yes. Um, Dabo Sweeney was probably definitely Clemson's best coach. But when it comes to Ohio State, it it's hard to say. Everybody, most coaches that come to Ohio State are arguably the best. Woody Hayes, I say, is my best. I th- I think he, he's the best to come there, but. You also got um, 
Jim Trestle. Some people mm-hmm. would argue him. Yeah. Some would argue Urban Meyer, which I think is probably the second best in Ohio State history. Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, Ryan Day's not finished yet, but he may be entering that conversation. He's on track. He is, and um, I mean, that, that's just the thing with Ohio State is that they never like they stay in contention. I mean, it's been a long, long time since Ohio State went like an entire season outside of the top twenty-five. Yeah, they're de- they're definitely always consistent. I mean, the recruiting, always the coaching, the, the the culture. It's we we don't we don't go away. <laughs> and I don't think we will. And I don't think. I mean, Anytime at this soon. point, I don't think Bama will. I think Bama will kind of begin to start something that Ohio State has had for a while and having such great coaches, such great players, and not getting out of that top rank. That's a good point. That's going to be very interesting to see what happens after Nick Saban leaves. Because I don't, I don't think Nick Saban will just be like, you know what, I'm too old for this. I'm going to retire and not care who's, who's taken over. I think he'll do a good job at making sure before he retires that there is somebody there at Alabama that that can take his spot and continue to keep Alabama on track. Yeah, I think he will do that. I think he'll have no, I, I think you'll know. I think you'll know it too because I think you'll see whoever this guy is up there making calls just like Saban throughout that that final season. I mean, that's, that's just my thoughts, but I don't think Saban is going to take something so great that he built and just <laughs> let it go. Yeah. And at this point, I don't see Saban going anywhere. That man. He'll coach until he's he's gone. I bet you he could still go another 10 years. Another 10. Another 10 years. I, I, I can see it. And I mean. I mean, he's what, 60 something? Mm hmm. Uh, I think he's what, and in I the think 60s. And shoot, I think Joe Paterno might have been. Mm-hmm. I think he was like yeah. seventy-seven before yeah. retirement killed him. Before that, he killed Paterno. Oh man, that guy lived mm-hmm. for coaching. He did, and and like um, Urban Meyer. I think if it weren't for the health issues that he constantly run runs into, I think mm-hmm. he, I think he honestly may still be coaching Florida, the Gators right now. I don't think. He, I don't think he necessarily would have retired and have been able to get that chance to go to Ohio State. It's crazy I mean, how I think things he, work out. I mean, he may have just because, oh, hey, opening at Ohio State, I've done some good here in Florida. I can pass the torch and head over to my home state mm-hmm. with my team. Right. And, But I think with Urban, that like he could still be – I mean, like I said, he could still be with Florida, or he could still be with Ohio State even if it wasn't for the health issues. Yeah. Well, I'm glad but, it worked out the way it did. It's, um, it's it kind of weird how it worked, worked out. I mean, if you ever thought when Urban Meyer was coaching Ohio State that you would only get him for seven years, which you, you, would, you would be bummed, like, well, who, who else would we get, you know? Yeah. You know who who would be the next fan? Yeah. Nobody. I mean, we need we we need Urban for you know and it's weird. fifteen years. I mean, come Ryan on. Day. I don't I don't know what's with Ryan Day. Like, did he just happen to find like an entire field of four leaf clovers that year? Because in that same year or late twenty eighteen, I think it was, he got hired to Ohio State. He was some small, maybe not even coaching job. Then he got 
um, promoted to like co-offensive coordinator. Then like I think he went to offensive coordinator, and then to interim head coach. That I mean, you had, that's some serious luck. Yeah, that is. And at the end of that season, luck. you're now promoted to the head, the coach head coach of such a good team too. Talking about climbing a ladder, I mean this yeah. guy. I mean, it takes coaches years just, to get from. He did, yeah, he didn't just climb a ladder. This guy had Batman's Gatling <laughs> yeah. gun and shot that thing and just zipped up. Yeah, he did. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some coaches just like from the job that he had, which I don't think was quite a coaching job. But that was just from the time he got to Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, he was I mean, the, the Niners before that, and before that, I believe he played he a, football. He played. He yep, had played for yep. New Hampshire in college, I think. Or New Hampshire school, at least. Mm-hmm. And then came to Ohio State. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Urban Meyer, he was a Buckeye. He was from Ohio. He's been a Buckeye his entire life. <laughs> Ryan Day is from New Hampshire. He's got, I mean, little to no clue about this rivalry coming in. And then he comes in and, just like all the other great Ohio State coaches, refuses to say the, the name of that state up north. <laughs> And, I mean, for a guy that's not even from Ohio, barely knew the culture going in to do that. Yeah. I, I said it, man. There's just something about the Ohio State University and the culture that they, that they have, that, that what they, mm-hmm. they bring. They, they change the mindset of all who enters there. Mm-hmm. I've heard James Laronitis speak on this, that it's mm-hmm. – it, I mean, it is – it's something phenomenal. It, it is, and they actually just released yesterday, I believe, the Buckeyes scheduled for this upcoming season, and it starts out in an in interconference battle on September second at Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. James Laurinaitis almost played for Minnesota. Almost. He was he was so close to becoming a Gopher. He made the right choice. And I think he made the right <laughs> choice. He did. Who, and by the way, was a three-star when he was recruited to Ohio three State? Star. You would not think that when you saw that man play out no. there. No. No, and I think, I think that that's a win for Ohio State. I'd give Ohio State the win against Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota's good, but I don't know if they're quite to the level of what Ohio State has been lately. They're not, and and I don't I don't expect any team in the Big Ten, as of now, to be on any type of even playing field with the highest state. Mm-hmm. They are head and shoulders. I mean, in above. all the teams that were close, just dropped the ball this year. Michigan State, yeah, Penn State, yep, that team up north, all of them just dropped the ball. I mean, I don't know, maybe because the crappy situation. Or if they are just really not that good anymore. And then, you, hey, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, with the COVID year that we've had, mm-hmm. I give everybody a, a free pass. Yeah. Yep. Everybody, you get a free pass. And speaking of teams that got a free pass, start over. Speaking of teams that got a free pass, especially of humiliation, Oregon, a program, not a team, possibly looking for revenge over Ohio State after Ohio State beat them. A few years ago in the CFP. I don't know if they'll have that same itch. Not like Ohio State did for against Clemson. I mean, that was... But I think coaching staff, athletic director, they're going to be like, 
let's beat let's beat this team. Let's prove we're be that we're better than them now. Well, they can try. They can. I don't think <laughs> Oregon. Oregon is that team in the Big Twelve that like Ohio, almost like Ohio State is to the Big Ten. But Oregon is not at the same tier as Ohio State. I mean, I don't think Oregon could beat any of the like top four ranked teams right now. I mean, they're good. They can they can beat just about any team in the Big Twelve, any team in the Pac twelve, most ACC teams. But within, within their conference, yeah, they're but the usually at the top. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. I I don't think they they can. I'd say Ohio State wins that. Their first ever non conference game since playing Clemson, like well in the regular season since like. Cincinnati might have been the last. It might have been the last. I think you're right. So it's been a while. So that'll be exciting. Yes, and then... Now, is that a home game? Yeah, that is a home game. Okay. And then we will stay at home for the next two games on September 18th against Tulsa, which I think is a win. Yep. I mean, I just don't see a team that's going to be in Ohio State. Nope. But I don't think anybody really expected Virginia Tech to beat Ohio State the year they did. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe went and won the Natty and then... And then an interstate matchup against Akron. So, yeah, I say Ohio State wins there. Yeah, big old W there. Yeah. I think that'll probably be our shutout game of the season. I mean, Akron's good when you compare them to other Ohio teams, but Ohio State, Cincinnati, maybe even the Bobcats, I don't think they quite have that. I don't think they're quite there. I mean... They're not bad, considering they're, like, a smaller school. Yeah. But not quite. Not Ohio State level. And then at Rutgers. At Rutgers. Like, Rutgers were consider considerably decent this past season. Yeah, with the pickup of, um, oh, shoot. Brandon White. Yeah, he kind of got poached, I think. I mean, everyone's <laughs> expecting this guy to go like Ohio State or another, like one of those top schools. Nope, I'm going to Rutgers. Yeah. What? Um, Who goes to Rutgers? The Rutgers coach. The name is slipping my mind. He was a defensive coordinator Greg for Ohio Chiano. State. Greg Schiano. Thank you very much. I mean, who has coached there before? He used to be the head coach there. Um, yeah. Years ago. Um, so, I think I think if he picks up some things that he he's acquired from Ohio State, yeah, who's you know, I mean, there was a lot to learn. I mean, from from where he he's came from, and then just picking up that type of you know that 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 culture aspect and stuff. And if he takes any of that with him into the into Rutgers, I'm mm -hmm. like, look, I mean. I, I've been where the big boys have been. Mm -hmm. We want to. You want to compete with mm -hmm. them. We're going to. You want to play like them. This is and what you got. Fun do. fact for no one who pays close attention to the scores after the season's all said and done. The Rutgers versus Ohio State game from this past year was, I believe, pretty like the same score as Ohio State versus Clemson. This year, yeah, I I, I can't remember if it was the same exact score or if Clemson had only scored one more point. 
than Rutgers, but imagine that the Rutgers, a team that since entering the Big Ten hasn't been very good. Um, they've never beaten Ohio State since joining the Big Ten, at least. And then Clemson, the number two ranked team in the nation, like the same score. How does that? How does that work? I mean, you gotta think about that, Dabo Sweeney. Your number eleven ranked Buckeyes just beat you the same way they beat the Rutgers. I'd say that just like the past few years, Ohio State beats the Rutgers. And then they'll go and play another their team the following week against Maryland, another team that has never beaten Ohio State. Yeah. And another team that is new to the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, they almost beat them once. Almost. Almost. That was, that was, that that was, was a scary. close game. Yeah. They had everybody at the edge of their seat. Mm-hmm. Buckeye yeah. fans, Terrapin fans, but I mean, I, I want to say Ohio State wins that. I mean, I think Maryland may be getting better. I know they dodged us this year. They did. That would have been a good game to. I wish we would have played that. I, wish I, we would have I think that had definitely. Chance to play all of our games. Here's but. the thing about. I mean, you may be scared to play Ohio State because, I mean, most teams know that they're probably going to get their butts whooped. At the same time, that's not your chance to prove yourself, to prove your worth. Just like the opponents that we will play two weeks later. Indiana. Yeah, well, Ohio State's like a measuring stick for the rest of the Big Ten. Yeah. At Indiana, too. Okay. I mean, that, that was a, a tough one this past season. So you say we're at Indiana this this yeah. coming season? Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's going to be interesting, too, because Indiana's kind of... They get they're trying. back. They're, they're, on the, they're on the rise to, to be better. Mm-hmm. Ohio State level... Probably not. I do think they'll be contenders they'll for be contenders. the East. Yeah. But I'd still say that Ohio State would win that just because... I mean, that is a bit of a, a tough task for a team that's st- still kind of mm-hmm. putting themselves together. Right. And then a team that used to be a, a tough opponent, but this past season really wasn't, that is Penn State. Penn State versus we'll be at they, home. Yeah, let's see if they can make a turnaround again. Not, I, I not give, if they I don't give have you a pass, Franklin. You get the the COVID nineteen pass from me. But I'd say Ohio State would win that game. Then we are at Nebraska. Okay. I I'd call that another win. I yeah. thought Nebraska was gonna be good this past season. Yeah, Scott Frost has got a lot of work to do. He does. I don't think they're there yet. And versus Purdue, I'm gonna call that a win. I don't know about you. We'll we'll take it. I'll call W. And then versus Michigan State, another team that used to be pretty good in the Big Ten, and then just kind of fell this past year. Yep. I'd call that a win because we have beaten them since they beat us a few years back. And then the big game. Big game. T T U N. Mm-hmm. At T T U N. Good. I say, we do what Ohio State said we do this past season, but never got the chance to do, and we put up a hundred. A hundred sounds good to me. Let's make it happen, Buckeyes. Basketball score. So, well, that's uh, that's the news that's going on now. We hope to see you next week. Continue tuning in. If there's uh, anything you'd like to see or hear, just let us know. Until next time.